everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so happy that tickets are now on sale for the live show. A few people asked me if I'm planning on doing like a live during the um, live podcast, and I'm sure that I'm going to do something like that. Um, I'll let someone have my phone while I'm up there, and we'll make it work. I definitely don't want anyone to feel left out. So it will be recorded and it will end up on the podcast when it does happen. I just want to get it out there. Sometimes I feel like I just need to get it out there. It's been a really hard week. I hope that you guys had a nice week, but I feel like this last week has really taken a lot out of me. Um, One thing I do talk about is being honest about your feelings. And I just, I feel like right now with work, it's not going to get any better. And I hate having this feeling. I mean, my personal life is whatever. (laughs) My personal life is always kind of like a mess because, you know, just whatever. Like Valentine's Day, I've never really been bothered by Valentine's Day until this year. It has never bothered me. I've always been like, whatever, I'm always single on Valentine's Day. But I don't know if it's because I work in an office where everyone was getting like delivered flowers and asking me what my plans were, if that really bugged me. But I don't know. It was just an off week. But I wanted to just put that out there because now it's in the past and we're going to look forward and hopefully we will have a better week. I've decided tomorrow's Monday. I, I usually record on Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. I'm going to go into work with a better attitude and hopefully that helps because my attitude has been very bad lately. So I'm trying to trick myself into thinking it is going to be a good day. <laughs> So typically I do the hills and then I'll go over very cavalry, but I have to go over very cavalry first this time because we were absolutely robbed this episode. And what I mean by that is they, you know, hyped up this Heidi and Audrina visit so much, but I feel like we saw more on social media than we did on camera. Like I just, I thought it was so staged. Oh my God. All right. Let me get into all my feelings. Get ready. Buckle up guys. I will say that Audrina had much more of a personality than I was expecting, which is always exciting. We love when Audrina gives herself a little bit of a leash to give us that personality that's probably really hard for her to get out. All right, I took some notes, so like I said, buckle up, get ready. Heidi saying that she wanted to beat up Kelly was like one of the most bizarre things of the whole episode, and I'm surprised Kristen kept that in, because like, I get it, you don't like Kelly, but like physical violence, and believe me, I don't think that this is like a very, I don't know, it's not like a threat or anything, but Heidi being like, oh, I want to beat her up. <laughs> Whatever her crazy laugh is. Like, that's kind of that's kind of weird and childish to keep in when Kristen could easily been like, don't say that. Let's redo this scene. Heidi in general is just so bizarre to me. It's like she doesn't know how to act normal in any situation anymore. Kristen calling her dance moves mom dancing was hysterical because like, you know, Heidi thought she looked so good and like sexy. But I do think Heidi seems like a good time. She loves the attention. So like, I want to hang out with her and have a bottle of champagne. But would I want to have a sober conversation with Heidi Montag? Absolutely not. Also, I kind of laughed when Heidi said she didn't remember Kristen dating Miguel, the camera guy. And that's probably because at this point or at that point of the um, taping of The Hills, Spidey was kicked off the show. And I feel like a lot of people forget that one day Spidey was just kicked off. Like one day they just weren't on the show anymore. And there is a lot of reason for that. One person said it's because Heidi said that the show show's creator sexually assaulted her. Other people said it was because of how erratic they were acting. So, I mean, there's a lot of different stories floating around on why Spidey was kicked off. You guys know that I'm going to say this. Don't bring up Lauren's name. I've always been Team Lauren. I'll always be Team Lauren. So keep her name out of your mouth. 
I mean, she's thriving, she's doing great, and she doesn't need that. And I think it's wild that Kristen thought that little add-on was a good idea. There is a big part of me that thinks Spidey truly believes that Lauren's the reason people don't like them. But like, no, it's their personality and their actions and how they act. That's why people don't like them. And I'm so over the Kelly conversation. I feel like a lot of people are commenting that same thing. They're over it. They don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to hear about it anymore. And I understand that Kristen and Kelly will never be friends again. I also understand understand that we'll never know the full story. I've heard different things from both sides of the fight, and honestly, I just think they need to realize their friendship is donezo, and by they, I mean Kristen, because Kelly still hasn't said anything. I think she wants to see how it's going to play out on the show before she, like, puts out a statement so she can be... I guess Kristen's kind of ahead of her right now, but I think Kelly's waiting just to see what could happen because they are still filming scenes for this season. I just found out that Kristen and Justin are still filming scenes and the show supposedly wrapped last month. So it's like they're just trying to add more scenes to try and get more people to watch the show. I get it. It's kind of like they're doing what they can to make it more exciting because last season wasn't that bad. I'll say that. But this season's been like rough other than a few moments. I was surprised that Kristen brought up Kelly's friends posting things on social media. I get it though. I think Kristen realized that people were taking Kelly's side and really wanted to remind us that she's the issue, not Kristen. Like Kristen isn't having people go on social media and bash Kelly. Kristen just has a television show where basically all season she's bashed Kelly. Whereas Kelly has friends who are bashing Kristen and calling her fake. And I do love Scooter and Justin. I just wish that this episode was strictly Heidi, Audrina, and Kristen. Like, I don't need to see Brittany and PJ put a couch together and say they're boyfriend and girlfriend. The craziest part of this episode was when Audrina was like, you know, last night after you left, some guy came up to me and he was like, Kristen is a bitch. And I was like, um, you're talking to the wrong person. And then he was like, yeah, I'm Kelly's best friend and Kristen is a bitch. And then him and I started talking and then he realized that Kelly did some things to him and then he realized that Kelly's a bitch and not you. What in the fuck kind of storyline is that? I mean, come on. That is the fakest thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life. And I'm rewatching The Hills. <laughs> but that's like craziness. I can't believe, again, I can't believe Kristen was like, yes, this, I like this. I like this storyline. This one's a good one. Kristen, you're smarter than that. You're like a reality TV icon. You're an executive producer. Please, please give us better storylines. Please give us better scripts. Let me write a script. I, I'll prove that this can be better. Um, today, I did notice on Justin's story that him and Scoot were going to the movies, which is right next to where I work, fun fact. But anyway, they were going to the movies and Scoot was wearing a ring. So I guarantee you, season finale, they're going to have Justin propose to Scooter. Guarantee it. If I was a betting person and actually had money to waste on betting... I'd put it on that. Thank you for letting me go on my very Cavallari rant. I, I'm just, I'm upset. I really wanted the whole show to be better. I, it's funny. There is no one who dislikes this show more than Danny Pellegrino. And he'll send out like shady tweets and him, and it's just, it cracks me up. Like he cracks me up. He's very funny. If you don't listen to everything iconic, I highly recommend it. But very Cavallari, what are you doing? How many more episodes are we going to get? How long are you going to drag out the Kelly thing? Because I don't think Kelly's ever going to come back on the show. Another thing that some followers were talking about is that Jay's diabetic and they want that to be shown. 
So Kristen or any production, if you're listening, you have some real life stuff going on. So maybe talk about that Jay's a diabetic and how he deals with that because people are interested and there someone was like, it would be nice to see somebody else talk about it and be like that they could relate to Jay more if he talked about that. So there is an idea if there is a season four. I don't know if there will be. I don't know how ratings are looking for Very Cavallari, but I'm not gonna say they're super high. And I think it has to do with, it moved from Sunday to Thursday night, and I never understood that because Thursday night, there are a lot of shows. There's Floribama Shore, which is on a different time, I know. But then there's like The Bold Type, there's Grey's Anatomy, there's X on the Peak, X on the Beach, whichever it is on MTV. Whereas on Sundays, they had like the Bellas, Bella Twins, the, yeah, I think they're the Bella Twins on ahead of them. And then they also had the Kardashians. So like people who are watching the Kardashians are going to stick around and watch Very Cavallari. So I don't really get what the big time move was. At first, I'm like, oh, Thursday's good. But then again, it's going to be up. Well, I don't know when the last episode is, but it's going to be up against Jersey Shore soon. And there's no way it's going to be Jersey Shore. So um, those are my very cavalry thoughts. Thank you for letting me go on that unhinged rant. All right, so we are on season two, episode seven, with friends like these is what it's called. This episode is one of the best episodes. I don't care what anybody says. It is one of the greatest episodes of The Hills. I think season two and season three are peak reality TV, and I know that all the episodes just keep getting better and better and better, and I'm so excited. So a lot of you may be listening because on my story I said I was going to tell you why Jem Bunny and Lauren stopped being friends allegedly. If you're new to the podcast, I say allegedly because I have almost been sued by Jem Bunny. So I always say allegedly no matter when I talk about anything that I don't have 100% proof on. So the episode starts off with Lauren and Adrena. They're making dinner. Adrena asks about Heidi and Lauren has this to say. The way we get along is we just don't talk about Spencer. It's awkward because she's with him every night. She spends more time with him than with me. And then Audrina quickly says, it's like he put a spell on her. (laughs) Audrina is also shocked that they already said I love you. And apparently she moved really fast with Jordan too. They both said I love you really fast. And that is like the least surprising thing ever to hear that Heidi says I love you quickly. You know, I always kind of wonder about that with relationships. It's like, when's the right time to say I love you? I've only told one person I love them. And I waited almost a full year. So it's kind of like, hmm, how long do you wait for that? And also, who are we to judge if someone is in love with someone after a short amount of time? See, I'm trying to be better and see both sides of things. So Lauren says she's that Heidi has only spent two nights at the apartment in a month. And I will say it is obvious that Lauren is jealous of Heidi's time being with Spencer. Like, I do see that. I know that I always kind of stick up for Lauren because I say I'm the Lauren in my friend group. I I don't know, though, because I would be actually kind of pissed if my roommate was only home once or twice a month, like only spends two nights a month there. I don't know, especially if it's one of your best friends. So I do actually see where Lauren's coming from with that. But it's also like Heidi doesn't want to talk to you because you don't want to talk about Spencer. It's really that simple. So I say ease up a little bit. Let her talk about Spencer without you rolling your eyes, and then maybe she'll spend more nights at the apartment. Now we have a Heidi and Jem Bunny scene, so you know how much I love that. (laughs) Jen asks if Lauren would be mad if she hung out with Heidi and Spencer, and Heidi says, Lauren can't control every aspect of your life, Jen. And Jen then goes, well, I want to do a double day. Like, that's how how Jem Bunny talks on the the show. She's like, you know, I really want to do, like, a double day. (laughs) 
and she wants to do one with Brody. Like, let's be clear. She wants a double date with Brody. And then she's like, but I don't want Lauren to be upset. Well, Jen, it may upset Lauren, but Heidi quickly says, don't let her ruin your life, Jen. If you want to hook up with Brody, you should. Not the exact words, something like that. Basically, that she shouldn't worry about upsetting Lauren. I mean, these two are really solid friends, right? Now we're at Teen Vogue and we find out that it is Bunny's 21st birthday. And Lauren's excited to celebrate with Jen. She's like, Jen's one of my oldest friends. They've been besties since third grade. And she keeps saying, like, Jen's been a really good friend. Jen's always been a solid friend whenever I've been there. Like, whenever I've needed her, she's always been there. And she's, like, a little bummed that Heidi's going to be bringing Spencer. But then she's also, like, super happy because that means Spencer is going to bring Brody. Speaking of Brody and Spencer, we are cruising in Brody's Range Rover. The boys are just driving through L.A. You know how they do. And Spencer says, I'd be great at hosting Star Tours. I could, like, make a star map where they all live and bring them to, like, the homies' houses. And Brody was like, yeah, that's perfect. And then Spencer says he's used to hearing a girl laugh and hitting on them. And then he's like, and you need a girlfriend, Brody, so we can have double dates. All right, what a weird segue, but okay, Spencer. And also, like, during when he says that, there's, like, a weird laugh. Like, it's like he hears a girl laughing on the sidewalk, and he's like, oh, I gotta hit on her. Gotta hit on her. It's a girl laughing. I gotta be there. But then Spencer starts planting the Jennifer alleged bunny seed. And I'm gonna play an audio clip, as always, giving you a heads up. So here it is. Jen Bunny's birthday, I like little bunny. She's, she's a cutie pie. I think you should knock Jen, to be honest. Jen is cute. Tell you how to get in the back door. <laughs> I have no idea what that back door comment is, but we can only imagine that it is disgusting because it's coming from Spencer Pratt. All right, now we're at the Geisha house for Jennifer's birthday dinner. And I've always wanted to go there, but apparently it's closed now, and that really sucks. Because I always felt like you always heard about celebrities going to the geisha house and I can never go there and I don't want to talk about it anymore okay so at the table it's Bunny, Lauren, Christine and Elizabeth who are Jen's college friends and Heidi shows up late they're all like sitting there waiting for her and she shows up late so once Heidi finally shows up they all do a toast well Lauren does a toast and they're definitely taking shots of sake and drinking champagne But Lauren says, to Jen, one of my oldest friends in the world, always been there for me, no matter what. Cheers to Jen's 21st birthday, and for us, a decade of friendship. So that's what, that's Lauren's toast. So producers want us to know that Jen is like the ultimate bestie. So Lauren's about to be like super screwed over by her best friend. Now after the shot, Jen says, to all my best friends. And then she goes, you see? There's friends, and then there's best friends. It's such a different thing. Wisdom from Jennifer Bunny. Now it's present time, and Lauren and Heidi give her a diamond martini glass necklace while college friends take pictures on a pink digital camera. Christine and Elizabeth, if you're listening, I would like those photos, so could you please send them to me? You can DM them. I I check my DMs quite frequently, so please just slide right in there. Donate these photos because I would really appreciate it. And Bunny is straight up shocked that they're real diamonds. She can't believe it. And Lauren says, we're not going to give you fake diamonds on your birthday. Lauren's a little cringy. Lauren's cringy in this scene. It's it's like she knows she's losing her best friend to Heidi. And she wants everyone to know that like she was best friends first. And then Lauren has another cringe quote that says, I love you so much. I'm eating carbs on your birthday. 
Oh my god. <laughs> but Bunny like sneakily leans over to Heidi and asks if Brody is coming. And then she goes, oh shit, because Heidi nods her head, yeah. And she's like, like I said, sneaky talking to Heidi while while Lauren's looking around all nervously. Lauren's just kind of like chewing on her thumb, looking back and forth. Maybe it's nerves, maybe it's Adderall, I don't know. And then Jen quickly says, too bad he's hooked up with my best friend. Yes, that is a rule. That's a rule of feminism. Even if your friend's like, no, I don't care. You can totally hook up with him. They probably do care at least a little bit. And I would be nervous to like hook up with someone who hooked up with my friend because I wouldn't want them thinking about my friend while they're inside of me. (laughs) What a gross thing to say, but I said it, okay? So Jen and Heidi, they're like, we have to go to the bathroom. We have to go to the bathroom. Anyone else have to go to the bathroom? And everyone's like, no. I cannot think of a worse thing than being in a bathroom with drunk Jem Bunny and drunk Heidi. Allegedly drunk Jem Bunny. But there's like um, subtitles because they're in the bathroom and it never says his name. Like it never says Brody would Mac on you. It's just Heidi going, he would Mac on you ASAP. And production knows that we think it's Brody. But I mean, it could be anyone, but I mean, probably Brody. But anyway... Heidi's basically hyping this potential hookup. She's like, do it. <laughs> like, you should for sure hook up with Brody, even though he hooked up with Lauren. Now the girls are walking to Le Doux, and I still want Lauren's white Burberry coat. It looks so comfortable, and I feel like it would go with a lot of things. So the usual suspects are at Jem Bunny's birthday. There's Brody, there's Spencer, there's Audrina, and then there's a guy who looks like Ryan Good, who is Justin Bieber's swagger coach or whatever he calls himself. He's a weirdo. But the guy sitting like next to either Spencer or Brody, he's wearing like a trucker hat tipped to the front with like a long sleeve white shirt and a giant gold or diamond chain. I'm like, oh, is that Ryan good? But Brody tells Heidi to find him a girl. And guess what happens? Bunny shows up. Bunny walks right up to the table as he says that. It's almost like production said, go to the table, Bunny. So I'm going to set the scene. It's Brody on the far left, then Jem Bunny, And then Spencer and Heidi is sitting on Spencer's lap. Bunny says, it's my crew. It's my crew. I love you guys. It's my crew. So then Spencer says, do you see what I got you for your birthday, Bunny? And he points right at Brody. Then Brody and Jen pose for a photo and Spencer says, it'll for sure end up on MySpace. And out of nowhere, Jen goes, you promise Lauren's not mad at me? And Heidi says, she's not and it doesn't matter. It is your birthday. And Lauren's with Audrina looking for Jen and Heidi. And Brody ends up asking why Lauren would be mad at her. He's like, it's your day. Why would Lauren be mad at you? Because remember, Brody doesn't like drama, even though Brody brings the drama. She wouldn't, Jen says quickly. So there we go, Brody replies. <laughs> this sound like I'm reading from a book. But Brody says he doesn't want any drama because she says he's the reason Lauren would be upset. So Lauren and Audrina come up to the table And she sits next to Jen as drama-free Brody leaves the table. And they have a private table, bottle service, all that stuff. And Lauren seems to be very drunk. A lot of, there's this person who always comments on my posts when I say like, we love drunk Lauren. They're like, how do you know she's drunk? Because I have eyeballs. I don't know. But you can tell she's pretty drunk. And she's loving on Audrina. She's like hugging Audrina and like twirling Audrina's hair telling her she's the best and amazing while Heidi looks on looking very jealous. Who knows if she was jealous, but she's like staring at Lauren and Audrina like, you bitches. But Heidi and Jen do a cheers and Heidi keeps telling her to have fun. She's like, have fun. So during this episode, it keeps going from like 
Bunny wearing her crown to not wearing it, and it's stressful because apparently last episode you could tell that some of it was Jem Bunny's birthday and some of it wasn't, but I was so, like, obsessed with the Lauren and Spencer fight I didn't catch it. So I don't know if this episode's like it, but everyone's wearing the same clothes until the very end, so... I really think this is all Jem Bunny's birthday party. Eventually, Lauren and Audrina get up and Lauren's like pretending to dance because Lauren's not a dancer. Lauren doesn't like to dance. And Jen ends up leaving with Brody, Spencer, and Heidi. They're basically like Brody's condo and they all go to Brody's condo. And it shows them leaving and Brody's like driving off, but he's wearing a totally different shirt. He's wearing a long sleeve white shirt when he wasn't wearing a white shirt in the club. And back in Ledu, Lauren is looking for Jen. She's like... Jen's going to want to stay out late because it's her birthday, so I need to make sure she's having fun. Well, Jen's left. Jen has left the building, Lauren. Now, next morning, we're at Teen Vogue bright and early. Can you imagine being able to, like, go out till 2, wake up, and go to work? I think I was able to do that, like, early 20s, but not now. I need to be in bed by, like, 10. If I'm even up till 11 and have to wake up at 6.30, I'm like, what kind of hell is this? I can't make it through the day. But Lauren seems to be very hungover. Her voice is very raspy. And and on her podcast, she sounds totally different, like a totally completely different person. And she said it's because of yelling over club music for so long, which I totally could see happening. Vocal fry for sure. But I'm going to play a clip of Whitney and Lauren's conversation. Jen called me and she's like, I need to ask you something, but I, and then I was like, what do you need to ask me? She's like, you know what I need to ask you. I was like, are you asking me if I care if you hook up with Brody? And she was like, yeah. She said, yeah. And I'm like, she had the nerve to ask me that as if she shouldn't have known in the first place. And of course, Jen told me that it was Spencer the whole time being like, you should hook up with Brody, you know, because Spencer hates me. Well, then Jen should be strong enough to be like... Obviously, Lauren's my first priority, and... But it's like, I know Heidi was there, too, and it's just like, I'm so tired of my friends just screwing me over. Yeah. People just need to get their priorities straight, you know what I'm saying? They're like, cool to hang out with, but really, is it really worth, like, screwing a friend over for that guy? I mean, obviously, they have no idea what they're doing right now. I'm, like, sitting here thinking about it, and I don't know if I'd be more upset with Jen or Heidi... I'd probably be more upset with Jen because she actually hooked up with someone who I like, allegedly, even though she didn't, and I'm going to get into that after the episode, but I think I'd be more upset with her than Heidi. I'd be like, Heidi, what the fuck? Like, that's pretty shitty of you to let that happen, but also, like, Jen is a grown-ass woman who makes her own choices. All right, so Lauren already talked to her work wife. Now it's time for Audrina to speak with her work wife about this issue because there is nobody better to gossip with than people at work. I think that is absolutely true. Obviously, Callie and I became really close, but even before that, we gossiped about everything. And then we, I mean, we became best friends like pretty quickly, but now I work with someone, her name's Julie. She is older than me and she's the shit. She's coming to the live show. She's my new work wife. Callie approves, so it's okay. There's no like bad blood. But anyway, I tell her literally everything about my life. Everything that happened with Tim, she knows about. And she's like, I don't like him anymore. So, I mean, you know, sometimes it's just great. It's so nice to have a friend at work that you can just go off about anything with. Correct? Correct. Okay. And I'm pretty sure her name is Sierra. Audrina's work wife is Sierra. So, like I said, they're gossiping about gossiping about the situation. And Audrina's mad that Heidi didn't stop it. 
She's also mad at Jen for being shitty in general. She's like, you know, Jen's one of Lauren's best friends and she did this. And then Sierra, who I decide we need more time with. Like Sierra seems like a good time. I wish she was on the show more. But Audrina explains how Lauren got Jen diamonds for her birthday. And Sierra goes and she repaid her by hanging out with the guy she's seeing. Sierra, you are definitely on top of it. And then Audrina quickly says, I think Spencer is brainwashing her, which is said a lot. Like that's something that's said throughout the whole series, I feel like. Spencer brainwashed Heidi. Spencer changed Heidi. Spencer kept putting little seeds in her head to turn Heidi against people. That's like a whole series thing is that she was brainwashed by Spencer, which maybe she was. I don't know. And then Audrina says that Lauren's not okay because Sierra's like, is Lauren doing okay? She goes, no, she is not okay. Now we're back at Teen Vogue and Jen calls Lauren. So get ready. Jen. You and Heidi both act like you did nothing wrong. You did a really cutthroat thing, and so did Heidi. So you guys need to stop, like, putting it on each other and stop making it seem like I'm making drama. And you know what? I would expect it from someone I didn't know, but not, like, my oldest friend. But it's just kind of, like, code gen that you don't really, you don't hook up with people that your friends, like, hung out with or dated. So Heidi was in the room as he was doing this. No, Jen, if you're sorry, you don't sit there and make excuse after excuse. You say, I did a really bad thing, and you apologize. You you sounded super sorry. Seriously, Jen, don't be at my apartment when I get home. I just want to throw it out there that I absolutely love that line, like, don't be at my apartment when I get home. That's how you know Lauren's mad. She's like, don't be there. You don't want to be there. You don't want to deal with me. And as I said before, there was no one I would want to argue with less than Lauren Conrad. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I feel like arguing against her, whether she's drunk or sober, it doesn't matter. Lauren Conrad is going to win this argument either way. So after this little, like, phone call, Whitney starts to get involved because Whitney is her work wife and Whitney has to be there for Lauren. And Whitney starts to say, it's not like I blame Spencer. And before she could say anything, Lauren goes, it's Spencer. And Whitney goes, okay. (laughs) Like, all right, yeah, it's definitely Spencer. So don't try that one, Whitney. And then Whitney tells Lauren that she needs to reevaluate some of her friendships. And I feel like early 20s, you have to do that with a lot of people. Um, I'm sure that if you have an immense amount of alcohol and cameras following you all the time, it's probably a little bit like more you should reevaluate people who are around you. So I think that is good advice, Whitney. Whitney always coming in clutch with the good of wisdom. So I can't lie. I kind of got my episodes mixed up. I thought that this was when Jen shows up with flowers and tries to talk to Lauren, but it's not. It's when Heidi shows up and they get into it. They get into a fight. And I, before I play the audio, it is a long audio clip. I'm going to play it anyway. I know some people don't love audio clips, but that's why I'm giving you a heads up. But anyway, I do think Heidi felt bad. I do think Heidi realized that she went too far and she wanted to try and figure out how her and Lauren could work on their relationship. Again, it could have been Heidi just trying to manipulate the situation because there is a big part of me that thinks that Spencer was in Heidi's ear being like, you should be the star of the show. You should be the one who's on all the magazine covers, not Lauren. We are going to take over this show. So I think that there was a lot of back and forth with them in production. And I think that they were trying to be smarter than the producers and definitely trying to be like five steps ahead of Lauren. So that's why during this clip, I'm kind of like, maybe Heidi wanted to really fix things with Lauren or maybe she just knew what the cameras wanted. So I don't know. I'm always kind of like on that fence with Heidi. Season one, she seems super fun. But again, she was excited to be in clubs. She's excited to be in the party atmosphere. 
And now Heidi just seems very like bizarre and I don't know, like out of touch. So I'm not really sure who the real Heidi Montag is. And maybe Heidi doesn't even know who the real Heidi is. So after that little rant I just went on, I'm going to play the audio clip. It is very long, but this is probably one of the best scenes in Hill's history. I don't care what anybody says. I'll fight anybody on it other than Lauren Conrad. So I'm actually not going to play like the beginning of it, but it's basically Lauren being like, I'm mad at Jen too. I'm mad at both of you. So don't think I'm not mad at Jen. I told Jen not to be at the apartment. And Heidi's kind of like, okay, well, I still don't understand why you're mad at me. That's just so unfair because I feel like you put this wall Because you put this wall up about Spencer. It's like, oh my God, I'm trying to be a good friend. I am too. So what am I supposed to do? It's so unfair that it's like, I have to choose. And it's like, I'm trying to be here and like, you're not choosing. You're not, you know, you don't have to choose, but you've chosen. Don't keep saying that. You made that up. You made that up. You know what? I I I feel like if it continues to go the way it is, like, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. Like, all we do is, like, fight or pretend things are fine and just not talk about problems. And that's not how best friends should be at all. And I feel like if we just continue, then it's not, it's just going to get worse. So then what do we do to fix it? It's like, because I want to fix it. I don't want to just stop being best friends with you. It's like, I love you. I'm sorry if I've been hurting you. You don't have to stop being best friends, but something has to change. So what are we going to change? I'm going to be able to talk to you about Spencer. It's like, like, you know, Spencer has you freaking, like, brainwashed. It's so sick to see. It is. Like, it, you've changed so much since you've been with Spencer. You have. I'm so tired of being like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. I'm it's not true. It's yes. Like, you have to remind me of certain things. People have to I remind, remind you. I need to you to be my best friend. I'm no. not reminding you to be my best friend. But, Lauren, you're putting me in the weirdest position because it's like, I'm trying here, but I can't talk to you about my boyfriend. So what do you want me to do? I thought you were making an effort with Spencer, too. It's like, this is the whole hard thing. I am making it's an like, effort. I know. I'm, I'm making said. an effort. And then he does it like he did last night. He's a sucky person. He's a sucky person. Lord. I hate Spencer. I'm never going to like Spencer. He did a really messed up thing last night. I know that he pushed Jen and Brody together. Why did he do it? Why did he do it? Give me a good reason why he did it. Did Brody tell you that she kissed him? Yes. Bitch. betrayed by best friends in so long like i didn't do anything I yeah exactly you didn't do, do anything stop. i can't control people say stop say okay you say, I did you say stop. and you tell him that you love him if he loved you he wouldn't do like that to your best friend you know that it's not gonna be okay until you and spencer are broken up like you know that because he is the problem we don't have any problems without him one thing i always love during that scene is lauren's wild accent that she sometimes gets Sometimes she has like an accent where it's like, I don't know, I don't, I can't even, we don't have a problem without him. It's like, where is that coming from? Didn't you grow up in Laguna? Like, what accent is that? I need to know. But I do think, so this is what I've heard about what happened with Jen and Lauren. So Lauren has said that production would lie to her. So she probably was already kind of like, what the fuck? Like, did she hook up with them? Even though now we know that it's not real. So I do think production lied a little bit. So what I've been told allegedly happened, I'm going to say what allegedly happened is that Jen was selling stories to tabloids about Lauren. And what happened was like Jen blamed it on Lowe. So that's why Lowe and Lauren stopped being friends, allegedly. And I've never heard this from, you know, I've never heard this from Jen or Lauren or Heidi or Brody or Spencer or Lowe themselves. So I want to throw that out there. I've been told by other cast members that that's what happened. 
So apparently Lauren wanted Jen off the show and they needed kind of like a reason to get her off the show because during this time, like we weren't supposed to realize how big and famous they were, I guess. Like they didn't want us to know that people were waiting outside stores. They wanted them to still live this normal life when in reality they're on magazine covers, they're on Rolling Stone magazine, they're on Us Weekly all the time. So I think that's why they didn't really dive into what happened because they didn't want us to be like, oh, wait, 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 they're famous now. Like, this isn't their real life. This is their job. They're famous. We were still trying to kind of be put like with blind, almost like blinders to to their fame, if that makes sense. I feel like Vanderpump Rules did that for a while. Obviously, now they can't really hide it. But I hope that makes sense, what I'm saying. But allegedly, Jen was selling stories to tabloids. And I'm sure that they lied to Lauren and said she hooked up with Brody, which pissed her off. But I think that the anger came from something else. And maybe she thought Spencer was trying to get Jen to sell stories. That is the part that I'm not like 100% sure on. Obviously, I'm not 100% sure on anything. But that is allegedly what I've been told by. I mean, that's what I've been told by other cast members. See, I just sometimes like throw allegedly out there because I get so scared of being sued. All right, so I got all the Hills stuff off my chest. I got I got my very Cavallari rant. I got the Hills off, and I got to tell you a little bit about what I know behind the scenes Hills stuff. I'm hoping to get Liz Gately on the podcast. I really want her to talk about her experience, but it's also tough because I feel like they really, really don't want us to think the Hills was fake, even though we know. We've come to the conclusion, we've grown from it, and we have trust issues because of it. But as always, I put up my weekly question like, what do you want me to talk about on the podcast? And somebody asked me to talk about The Bachelor. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I don't watch The Bachelor, but I was ready to give it a shot this season. I was ready because I want to see what like my followers are talking about. And I just wasn't into this bachelor specifically. He reminds me of like a grown toddler. And according to social media, this is one of the worst seasons of all time. So I'm not that upset that I missed out this time. But but hopefully, hopefully Bachelorette. Maybe I'll watch Bachelorette because all of them end up moving to Nashville. And it would be nice to know if I spot one. Floribama Shore. You guys know that now I'm like obsessed with Floribama Shore. And I will say that this is the first season that I've ever really watched. I watched the last few episodes of last season, but like not not a full season until this very one. But I had really high hopes for Maddie and Jeremiah. And I'm sad that Jeremiah turned out to be awful. A lot of people warned me he was pretty bad. But I couldn't believe that he was what everyone said he was. And the only guy that I even like on the show is Kodai. Cody, Kodai, they call him both. But he seems like he's the only one I'd ever hang out with. Gus is probably one of my least favorite people on reality TV. He just seems like he's such a tough guy. Like, he's always in people's face. And he's like, I'll knock you out. I'll knock you out. And then Jeremiah's brother shows up this past episode. And Gus, like, like he's like, I forget. His name's Joey, I think. And Joey's like, Gus, I don't have any issues with you. And Gus gets all, like, teary-eyed and then dresses like Joey. So it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, it's so confusing. I don't get it. But he's also like 23. So I know it's probably a lot of growing stuff, I hope. Like, that's what I always say. I'm like, he's only, he's young. He's in his early 20s. He can change. He can grow. But Jeremiah hurt my soul. And Kirk just seems like very unnecessary to me. This past episode, he was like flipping out because Kodai bought Candace some flowers and stuff. And I'm like, chill out. I do think that Maddie replacing Courtney is a great move by MTV, but Honestly, I really hope that Courtney gets all the help that she needs. She opened up about her mental health and, you know, things that have happened to her. And I give her a lot of credit for that. 
Um, I don't know if she'll be on next season, but hopefully, like, if she's mentally strong enough, for sure, come back. But I don't think if you have, like, a, a mental health problem, if you should be on TV. Like, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like MTV especially likes to kind of, like, I don't know. It's almost like they, they show too much of someone's struggle. And I understand you want to, like, I don't know, show compassion for that struggle. But even with Leah on Teen Mom, when she was definitely, like, nodding out on pills all the time, it was kind of like, why are you showing this? You should be getting your talent help. They shouldn't have to reach out and be like, I need help. But then again, you can't give help to someone who doesn't want it. So, again, I see both sides, and I'm trying to be, like, cool about everything. But sometimes I have a lot of feelings. I do love Candace and Amy. Nils is fine, too. I like the girls for the most part. And, again, this is the only season I've really watched, so I can only base them off this past season. I maybe, maybe I'll go back and rewatch, but I don't really like care to. I don't feel like I have any need to figure out who these people are more than what I've seen this season. I wonder if it'll get a season four. I can see a lot of the cast members like tweeting about it. So it seems like they're really trying to get a push for season four. So I guess we'll just see what happens. Somebody asked me, they're like, what do you do outside watching reality TV? And I've been trying to think of a hobby or something to do because I feel like I don't really do much for just me. Like Laguna Biatch is now this Instagram and podcast and it's kind of become like another job, which is totally fine. I don't want you to think I'm like trying to say anything bad about it. I'm really lucky that people give a shit and want to listen every week. But it's like more than I ever expected to take on, especially with like work getting my workload at work is getting heavier. But I feel like I need to find something to just enjoy for me. And I like to read, but my mind's constantly going like a million miles a minute. So sometimes it's hard for me to sit down and concentrate on a book for a long time. I did just buy like a self-help book. (laughs) So I'm going to see how that goes for me. And even going out with friends, like I have a blast doing it. But sometimes I feel like I'm still putting so much energy out there, like with planning and then trying to figure out what to do. And usually I'm the friend who asks someone to do something, which again, I don't mind. But sometimes I feel like I need to take a step back and just breathe. Like, I really wish I loved the outdoors, but I'm not an outdoors person because I feel like I would do great on hikes or great on nature walks. And I think once the weather clears up a bit, I am going to try and do some nature walks by myself. That's something I really want to do. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm lately it's just been hard. I think that sometimes you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And I was talking to someone at work and I'm like, you know, sometimes I go home and just sit on my couch. I don't even turn the TV on. And I guess that's like a little bit of depression I'm going through. Um, I don't want to like minimize depression at all. I'm not trying to minimize it. I just, I feel like I have um, situational depression, if that makes sense, like just certain times. And it's also been raining here in Nashville for a really long time. So I'm like, maybe it's because I don't have sunlight. I don't know. But Kate Kennedy mentioned in her story something a lot of people don't talk about enough. And if you don't follow Kate Kennedy, she does the podcast Be There in Five, which is really great. And somebody said mental health, not just having anxiety or anything like that, but like actual deeper mental health, if that makes sense. I feel like some people are either like, oh, I have anxiety or they go like very deep. Like there's never that middle ground. Like it's okay to admit that you're having a hard time. And when I was watching Vanderpump Rules, Ariana on this past episode, she mentioned her depression. And I've touched on it a bit about my struggles, but she said something that really stuck with me. And it was like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone on TV say this. So like just... Just, I'm gonna, this gets a little deep, but she said, I was driving and I thought I could go straight into that wall and die. And you know what? 
I mean, I've had those similar thoughts. I used to drive by this pond every day on my way to work. And I'd be like, I could crash into that pond and like not be here anymore. And I'm really glad I don't feel that way anymore. I just want to say that. Like, if you hadn't known me when I was like 24, I was probably in the darkest area of my life that I've ever, ever been. And the only reason I think when I mean, obviously, I'm afraid of like death and dying and all that stuff. But I my niece wasn't born yet. And I really wanted to meet her. So I feel like that kind of helped me. And uh, the night I was having the worst thoughts, um, my best friend Devin called me. And that was probably what like really saved me. She ended up talking to me, talking me through all this stuff. And I guess like this past episode, the Vanderpump Rules that I just mentioned about with Ariana, it was almost like a light bulb in my brain being like, wait, someone else has felt this way. And guess what? They got through that too. So it is nice to know that other people have gone through the same struggles as you and they've come out on the other side. And I hope you guys know I wasn't trying to minimize anxiety or anything like that. Like, I get it. I understand that anxiety is real. I just think that we throw it around a lot. Like, oh, I'm anxious. And there's nothing really behind it other than that. I mean, I have days where I don't want to move from my bed. And I I do think that's okay to talk about because how can you get past those days if you can't acknowledge that days like that happen? Just like good days. You know, it's okay to say like, you know what? I had a frigging great day. And I don't think we do that enough either. I think we should really like just reflect a little bit more than we do because we live in this crazy fast lifestyle. Like our world is moving so fast and say like going back to the hobbies thing, saying I want a hobby. I almost feel like not many people I know have hobbies. I don't know many people who are like, oh, I'm on a bowling league or I mean bowling league. I don't know. But like even at work, we have a kickball team. Tim runs the kickball team. So I was not invited to the kickball team. Let's just throw that out there. So that's pretty fucking rude. But anyway, Like, kickball would be fun, and I'm sure if I was like, I want to be on the team, they'd do it, but again, I don't want to go there and be uncomfortable, so I'm not letting Tim ruin my time, but it's more for my mental health. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. And I actually, you know what? I haven't talked about Tim for a while, but now we're at least, like, cordial to one another and don't ignore each other, but hearing him talk about his Valentine's Day, I was like, fuck, I need to move my seat. Um, really though, I need to move my seat. Like, I feel like that was weighing heavy on me this week. And I really, I don't know. It's like, I'm over it. I'm over like that. And, but hearing that I was kind of like, shit, like, fuck, like they're still together. But anyway, I'm going to go back to my mental health. And I always say you can tell my mental health state by how long I leave my laundry on the ground rather than in the laundry basket. And lately, it's been a little rough. And I think once you acknowledge that, you can try and move past it. It's hard. Life can be hard in this past week for some reason. Even though I announced, like, my live podcast and I hung up with some friends, I just felt drained and miserable. And I'm trying to work through it. And I think admitting it is really important. And I am going to just try and be more open about that because... A really great thing happened, right? I got this live podcast, which I am so excited about. Jemmy from Real World is going to be joining me to talk about the hills. And it's like incredible. I've had so much support from it. My family's coming down, but there's still that sadness and I'm working on it. And I'm going to try and be more accountable for that because sometimes I just like to like sit with my sadness and I'm going to try to be actively aware of when I'm upset so I can actively try and do something to be better, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. 
I don't know. I just sometimes I like I said, sometimes I treat this like a diary. <laughs> that was definitely like a dear diary moment. All right. Now this is a little bit better. Somebody asked me if my coworkers know about Laguna Biatch or the podcast or anything like that. And some do. Some some know all about it. Some people are kind of like have asked me about it, but don't really get it. And I know Tim listened to the podcast for a while. I have no idea if he does. I don't know if any other coworkers listen to it. And a few of them are coming to the live podcast. And I told them that they need to know about Lagoon in the Hills. So hopefully they do their research. Actually, I told them. (laughs) Know what I told them? I go, oh, no, I talk about stuff other than Lagoon in the Hills. But I know the live podcast is going to be very Lagoon in Hills heavy. So maybe I should tell them or maybe they'll just be surprised. I don't know. Somebody else asked me my favorite late 90s, early 2000s movies. And I have to go with 13, Jennifer's Body, Mean Girls, She's All That, 10 Things I Hate About You, Fired Up. If you guys haven't seen Fired Up, it's a damn good movie, okay? It was in 2009. I'm adding it. Um, Bring It On is definitely on that list as well. Josie and the Pussycats is probably one of my, like, all-time favorite movies. And I know everybody is going to get mad at me for saying this, but I think Cinderella Story is overrated. Yep, I just said it, guys. I think it's overrated. Maybe it's because, like, I really dislike Chad Michael Murray and, like, Hilary Duff doesn't do a ton for me. But I just, I don't think it's as good as everybody says it is. And there I said it. And I'm so sorry. Please don't unsubscribe. (laughs) And you guys gave me so many amazing suggestions that I have a bunch for next week that I'll dive into. I really appreciate all the feedback and ideas that you guys give me. It really, really helps me out more than you know. A few people did ask me if I listened to the Justin Bieber album. The answer is no. I did not listen to the Justin Bieber album. If you want me to, I will, but I don't think I'm going to like it. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't think I'm going to love it. I will tell you, he's probably going to debut at number one because he did a little sneaky move. With each concert ticket someone bought, it came with an album, which goes to his sales. So that's why he's going to have, like, super high album sales probably because of this tour. So just keep that in mind. It's a sneaky way for artists to get number one. But I was thinking, I'm like, what if Selena did that or Taylor or like any other artist? I mean, I believe Travis Scott did that and it blocked Nicki Minaj from having the number one album. So it has been done before. This is not some like new practice that Bieber is putting out there. A lot of people have done it. And I decided I wanted to put like a little corner sometimes about not every episode, but about my crazy stories from like my early 20s, because I've always said I'm going to write a book, but I don't know if I'm ever going to write a book. But I think these stories should live. And this episode was a little heavy. So I wanted to like lighten the mood a little bit and end on a high note, which is fun. So a couple years ago, my friend and I, we went and saw Tori Kelly at House of Blues. And this was when I could bounce back from drinking. So I was probably like 23, 24. And we started off the day at Lansdowne Pub in Boston and we took like four shots. We used to take these shots called Washington Apples, I believe, or Redheaded Sluts. Those two shots are like what we always took shots of. Anyway, we ended up getting absolutely obliterated at lunch before the concert and then we were able to get to the concert early and go into like the foundation room and we joined like a bachelor party from Indiana or something. We were having a blast concert basically blacked out. I barely, I mean, I don't barely remember. I do remember some stuff that happened. I remember Tori Kelly was phenomenal and this girl, like little girl in front of me couldn't see over me. I'm pretty tall. I'm 5'9". So I let her and her friends stand in front of me so they could like be at the railing. It was their first concert. Their mom was super happy. 
What can I say? I'm so cool. <laughs> I'm so nice to little kids. But after the concert is where the night really starts. So I made out with one of the security guards. No idea why. I didn't need to. I just did it. 24, 23, whatever, however old I was. I was crazy. And a lot of alcohol was going through my system. So my friend and I, we're hanging out with this girl, Melissa. And Melissa brings us to this other room, which is like, it turns into like, I don't know. I don't know how we got there, okay? We had to go through all these hallways, all these things, and ended up in like another private room where there was like karaoke machine and a rapper. That's what I remember. And we were like, oh, this is weird. (laughs) And it's getting late. So our plan was to take the T. That's what the subway system in Boston, we call it the T. We were going to take the T back to our cars and leave. Which is good we didn't because we were still pretty drunk. So apparently, I don't know if it's still like this, but Saturday nights, House of Blues in Boston becomes like a gay, a gay bar, like a gay dance party rave. It is wild. It is insane. I, it's so much fun. I had so much fun when we were there, but like. Christina and I were still like pretty drunk with this girl, Melissa, and Melissa's like, I'm leaving and she leaves. So it's me and my friend Christina and like I have one more drink and I'm drinking water because I have to drive. I'm like, I have to sober up. I have to drive. I'm like, where is she? Where is this bitch? I asked her if I could tell this story just to be clear, but she's like kissing girls and that's not who she is at all. She's, She's a little proper and it was just so funny. Um, but at the end of the night, I ended up finding her and like reckless, reckless, reckless. We were trying to find an Uber, but it's like 2.30 in the morning and we get into this random car that we don't even know if it's a cab or anything, but that drives us to where we need to be. He made us pay $75 and then we got to my car and at this point, like I said, I hadn't been drinking for like three hours, so I was was good to drive. Drove her back to Hanover, drove me back to Carver and I got home at maybe 3.30 in the morning, Woke up at 8 the next morning because my cat was really sick and spent the rest of the next day in the emergency vet. If that happened to me now, I wouldn't be able to bring my cat to the emergency vet. I'd be way too hungover. So that is a story of how I survived my early 20s. I don't know. I have like a bunch of random stories. If you guys like that, let me know. If you're like, Kelly, I think it's one of those you had to be there stories. Let me know that too because I don't want to waste anyone's time. But I hope you guys have an awesome week. I hope you can come to the live show. Um, If you haven't yet... Join the Laguna Biatches group on Facebook. We have like a weekly discussion with Very Cavallari. We talk a lot of pop culture. And I hope you have an awesome week. Okay, bye.